comic book storylines. I'm Brian Sorensen, aka Brian the Comic Book Guy. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. I would love for you to subscribe. Every week is something different. Sometimes we can cover everything in one episode. A lot of times these storylines are so big it takes a couple episodes. What we're doing right now, this is going to be part two of the massive return of Thanos leading up to the Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, and Infinity Crusade. Those of you that were uh, alive and in comic books in the 90s, this was a huge trilogy. It went from Infinity Gauntlet, a few more months later, Infinity War, then a few months later, Infinity Crusade. They all had to do with Adam Warlock and Thanos and a bunch of other cosmic beings and things and everything like that. So we're going to go through the entire process of how that all led to be. And this is what leads up to Infinity Gauntlet. We did the triumphant return of Thanos, if you will, last week. Five issues of Silver Surfer. Now, uh, Silver Surfer, there's a, a few issues that uh, kept going. Silver Surfer ended up being put into a trap by Thanos being caught on a world where he couldn't use his cosmic powers and the surfboard. So he, uh, the arc uh, from issue, what was it, 39 to 43, is Surfer being trapped on a world and getting out of that. Now while th that's going on, Thanos went about the process of getting the Infinity Stones, and it is covered in the two-parter that we're going to talk about this week, Thanos Quest. Now, uh, Mistress Death, leading up to this, Mistress Death had brought Thanos back into the land of the living, augmented his powers a little bit, but he still wanted to get more power to succeed in what he was doing. Now, Thanos' quest starts with him gazing into the Infinity Well, which in the comics is like this cosmic pool, so to speak. Like, you can look into this pool and you can think all these different cosmic questions, like what does it all mean and everything, and the Infinity Well will give you those answers. So Thanos was trying to figure out how he can augment his powers and how he can go about Death's uh, promise. She wanted him come back to life so she can have him go about ending half the life in the universe because of the cosmic imbalance that Mistress Death thought was uh, there was too many people alive than ever dead. So this was the cosmic imbalance. Now this is kind of what they hinted on in the movies. Thanos went on a quest that there was that imbalance and everything. Everything is finite and everything. And this is how he goes about clearing through with Mistress Death's process. Now in the movies, there was no Mistress Death. It's kind of like they just had him come up with this idea himself, and he was going about and collecting all the gems. Now, a lot of the characters we're going to see in this story, they have been seen, a lot of them. Some of them haven't, but you've seen a lot of them in the movies. Now, there's a lot of cosmic beings in these story arcs, and the thing of it is that they weren't used the way they were in the comics as they were in the movies. Like, the Grandmaster was kind of like this goofy guy. Uh, the Collector was this kind of weird guy, just, like, kind of collecting a bunch of things. But they never really explained a whole lot of these things. And actually, some of these cosmic beings are related somehow. But when we get into Infinity Gauntlet, you're going to see a lot of cosmic beings. I mean, they've touched on them in the movies with the Celestials and Guardians of the Galaxy and in Eternals. Uh, but we haven't really covered a whole lot. And another one was Eternity in Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. That was just a tip of the iceberg of Eternity. And you're going to see Eternity a lot once we get towards Infinity Gauntlet. But the cosmic beings all come together and kind of go against Thanos towards the end. But right up until that, 
it's the Thanos quest. So he gazes into the Infinity Well in Mistress Death's temple, and he's about to go off on his quest. But one of her minions is like, what are you still doing here? You haven't been laboring on the task at hand. Half of the population of the universe awaits Death's gentle touch. And he goes, I uh, acquire knowledge to be able to do this, and I uh, need to augment my personal power at least tenfold. And they're like, didn't we give you enough power? And he goes, I need to search out six objects which to focus my awesome might. And they call them the soul gems. Now, before they were called the infinity gems, they were called the soul gems. They didn't really have uh, too many uh, chances like in the limelight. Thanos just tried to get them all. They called them the soul gems. They didn't really go in the specifics of what all the gems are, but this was like the first time all of them were around each other at the same time. This is the like the focus of them. They were all like Thanos before he died. They he tried to collect them all. He had them all in one place, but they didn't go into detail of all the different things. And and some of them we have seen with people over the years. Um, Adam Warlock briefly had the Soul Gem, and the Soul Gem worked completely different than it did in in the movies. I mean, they all actually worked different. The Space Gem was never the Tesseract, and actually. Uh, I kind of thought, and I think a lot of other Marvel Comics fans thought that originally the Tesseract was going to be the Cosmic Cube, but we were all told that it wasn't, and then it ended up being the Space Gem. So we were all kind of shocked on that. So we're going to start on the Thanos quest. Now the first gem he needs to go after is the Soul Gem, and it's with the, one of the cosmic beings called the Inbetweener. He's kind of uh, one of those cosmic beings, it, like his name, he's in between realities, and he's one of Mistress Death's enemies. And recently he had uh, forced her to do some things against her will, so they're like, okay, you can go after him. So he gets on his uh, cosmic vehicle and disappears. Now he's got to go into a cosmic realm in that where he's being prisoned. Uh, he's at the nexus of reality, and he's being guarded by two other cosmic beings that we see throughout the years in the comics. It's the cosmic beings Chaos and Order. Uh, they're like this disembodied heads, so to speak, uh, what what the comic book reader has perceived as com uh, heads. And uh, they have him in prison at this little nexus point. And Thanos appears. Uh, he's like, okay, well, I can get you out of there, but you need to do something for me. And he's like, no, you get me out of here, and you can be, like, my vassal against Mistress Death. Because he tells him that uh, he used to work for Mistress Death. And he's like, okay, I need to get you out of here to get me out of her service. Because, like, she has me on this tether, and I need to get out of here. Now, we know Thanos is definitely lying and he will do anything he can to uh, get whatever he wants and right now he needs the infinity gems so the first one he's going after is the soul gem that the in-betweener has so the in-betweener is in this little prison in this big bubble and he can use his powers so Thanos uses his powers on the one end and the in-betweener on the other end so he breaks out of his prison that chaos and order have imprisoned him in and he's like okay uh, the first thing I'm gonna do you are under my power, but the in-betweener doesn't have any powers. Now Thanos realized this because he figured that he was allowed to have his powers in the bubble, but when he got out of the bubble and he's in this uh, nexus of realities, he doesn't have any powers. So Thanos quickly, quickly overpowers him and grabs his infinity gem and takes it. And uh, he tells them, he basically tells them how he tricked him. He goes, you know what, you were imprisoned in there, you had your powers, and I knew if I got you out of there, you wouldn't have your powers. 
So he disappears quickly. Chaos and Order come out, and they see that uh, he's broken out of his prison. So they uh, go take care of him. So then Thanos is kind of pondering over everything. He goes, the first of six. At one time, Adam Warlock had this called the soul. And it, like I said, it works a whole lot different than it did in the comics. We'll go over all that as we cover the rest of Infinity Gauntlet and whatnot. And he sees that Mistress Death comes over and she's watching him. And she goes, why are you doing what you're doing? I saw what you told the in-betweener. And he goes, obviously I was deceiving him to get what I needed. So he, you know, he convinces her that he's still on her side. So she disappears and he goes, okay, she is watching me. And he's like, okay. And this just shows how cunning and crafty Thanos is. He knows people are watching him. So he's got to do things to manipulate everything in a way that he can still get what he wants. Now on to the next gem. Uh, one of the, what they call elders of the universe, not really a cosmic being, just a being that's been around for a long time, called the champion. He's on this planet that always is in conflict. Like it's in this space where there's always a race trying to capture this planet. And we see the champion just start going crazy on everybody. Like he's fighting everybody and winning. So Thanos comes into town and he's like, okay, uh, you need to, you're going to defeat me. He goes, the, uh, I'm an opponent worthy of your power. So the champion starts fighting him and everything. And uh, it's, you know, kind of a one-sided. Thanos is obviously craftier than he is because the champion is just this raw power being. So, I mean, he's really, really clumsy. And you can see that the champion is wearing an infinity gem. So this is obviously who he's trying to get after. And uh, Thanos is just putting him to work, trying to test him. And uh, he, uh, he has these shields up, and the champion is trying to get through it. And he's just wailing on his, his shields, trying to break through. And uh, Thanos is having like this uh, inner monologue, uh, talking about the uh, gem itself. Like he's... Uh, the force he's concentrating on my shields is nearly inconceivable. I can feel them starting to buckle. His strength seems to grow, direct proportionate to his anger. In many ways, I assume what it's been like to uh, fight the Hulk. He kind of brings the Hulk into this. So he gets uh, the champion so enraged that he jumps up into space. Like he just flies into space. And then he flies back down to crack Thanos' shell. And he disappears right before the champion could crack the shell. And boom, he shatters the planet. Like he crashes so hard and punches the planet so hard because he has an infinity gem. He ends up blowing up the planet. And he says, I knew his unchecked anger could be manipulated to use his own strength against him. So the planet's all destroyed. And the champion thinks he's won. He's hanging on to like a, just a rock from this thing, from the planet. And he goes, I've won. And Thanos is like, well, it looks like you've managed to destroy the planet, the prize that we were fighting for, and now you've stranded yourself in outer space. And then the champion's like, I'm going to battle you for your vessel. And he goes, for the honor of combat, and you need to fight me, and I'll smash your craft. He goes, uh, wait, you can't leave me here. And he goes, well, uh, aren't you immortal? Floating in space isn't going to kill you. I mean, you're more than a century or two old. So the champion's like, just teleport me to another planet. And he goes, I will, for a price. And he goes, what? You're a gem. He goes, what do you mean, my gem? Forget it. I'm not going to do it. I'll just wait for somebody else to find me. And then Thanos is like, well, they'll probably... Remember what an egotistical monster you are and leave you here. So he goes, fine, take it. He throws it at Thanos and he goes, 
the thing never functioned anyway. So he's like, okay, I have the second one. And uh, he's like, okay, take me to another world. So Thanos gets him in a tractor beam and launches him at that other planet. He goes, well, I could have transported you to another planet. I did. I honored our agreement. You never said anything about a soft landing. So, okay, so he's got the two gems in front of him. And uh, he's got the soul gem. And then he says, uh, seeing as how only the first jewel has control over the soul, uh, they better name a better name for them. Now, this is the first time it's called them the infinity gems. Two of them are mine now, the gem of soul and now the gem of power. So he's got the power gem. It's what uh, the uh, uh, collector had. And uh, he and you saw this in Guardians of the Galaxy. It was purple. But in the Marvel comics, it's red. So he's like, okay, I have two down, four to go. Now I must go to the third gem. And it's currently in possession of the gardener, another cosmic being. So he goes to the place. It's a peaceful world called uh, of what the gardener has. It's like a paradise. There's like these flowers and trees and everything. And uh, he's called an elder another elder of the universe and uh thanos comes up and he's like why are you here and uh the gardener says uh, we shared one common objective the soul gems i possessed one years ago and my garden never bloomed so magnificently i was determined to determined to retain my prize even if it meant dealing with the likes of the other elders so he he knows what he has he knows what he has and then he goes you know why i'm here he goes yes you want my gem he goes, I need it to further my own dreams. And then he, the gardener's like, then these dreams are more important than my garden. And Thanos is like, okay, yes, it is. It's more important than that. And they have this like spiritual conversation or so the gardener thinks. But obviously the gardener is in for a world of trouble. Uh, Thanos says, I have no wish to harm you. And he goes, oh, no, nor I of you, but our dreams are at odds. And the gardener tries to surround Thanos with all of these weeds and things and tries to uh, try to suffocate with the uh, plants around. But Thanos is too powerful. He breaks three. And he goes, poor gardener, you have no idea what rests on your brow. The infinity gems come before all recorded time. That's They say that in the movies as well. Uh, all facets are actually being controlled by those gems. Warlock's gem is the key to the souls of the sentient being. The champion's being backs all of the other infinity gems with infinite power it's the foundation of the galactic dynasty i envision and your gem will give me the gift of time so he has the time stone and he goes you didn't consciously realize that that was your jewel secret property within it the streams of time can be reconstructed as easily as build a child's sand castle so the gardener was using his power to make all of his garden flush because of the time gem. He could use it subconsciously. But Thanos turned around and used the other two gems to trick him and fast-forwarded time and made the gardener die. So he grabs the gem from the gardener and he goes, three down, three to go. After all, I am Thanos. You forced me to do what I was doing. I had to be faithful to my nature. So he's got three. And that was just book one of Thanos Quest. So we're going to jump right into part two. We instantly see another elder of the universe, or cosmic being, and it's the Collector. Now, just like in the comics, in the movies, he has this giant collection of things, beings, and he's expecting a call. He knows a call is coming from Thanos. 
So he's at one of his computers, and Thanos is calling him. And he goes, it's Thanos of Titan. Have you been expecting my call? He goes, yeah. He goes, that means you've been monitoring my activities. And he said, yes, ever since you encountered the champion. He said, so you know what I'm after. Uh, he goes, you want my soul gem. He goes, I prefer to call them the infinity gems now. He goes, in the past, we've had this odd occasion to work together. Because of this, I'm inclined to be generous with you. I need to fully gain all my desires, and I need your gem to do it. And um, he's kind of like trying to give him this little thing of, you know, how about I try and trade for it? And a collector, since he is, you know, above all else, a collector of things, if you ever have a collection of things, then you're going to want to try and get things. So he's trying to say, uh, I have something that you want. I will definitely trade it for your Infinity Gem. He goes, it will have to be something truly unique for me to swap out that for my soul gem. He goes, okay, I will get back to you on what it is. So he's got the three gems already. So he needs to get the collector's gem, but he's got to figure out what to do to get that. So he immediately goes to the next gem. He knows he's got to find it, and he goes to find another elder of the universe. This one we haven't really seen too much in the comics, but he has been around, called the Runner. They, they had clever names back then, I tell you. So he goes to a sector of space where he thinks the Runner is, and he's like, okay, where is he? And all of a sudden, his spacecraft is quickly blown apart, and this golden being is standing before him. He goes, ah, I found you, the Runner. I had no idea you were that quick. And the runner says, even sometimes I amaze myself. And he goes, you know why I'm so fast? It's because of this thing right here. And he points to the infinity gem. And he goes, the Grand Master warned me you were coming for it. So there's a lot of forces watching Thanos on this. So he's trying to blast at the runner. But he's clearly faster than him. He's just zipping all around him, zipping all around him. Thanos looks like he's caught off guard. And Thanos is just kind of like holding on to a little piece of his ship. And uh, he tells the runner that, you know, he's trying to get him to stop, actually. So he has this conversation with him. He goes, I discovered the true nature of the gems while gazing in the infinity well. It was a well-kept secret for over a, a thousand billion years. The gems come before all recorded time. They were once a single unit, a lone entity. They were a sentient being of limitless power. And at the time, this being was the only living thing that existed in all realities. And when all was that all it was, uh, being that it was in a part of this in infinite nothingness and everything all at the same time. Uh, no one would ever fault you if you were to call it a god. Would another name even fit? But then it was more alone than it had ever been. Uh, it was already a part of itself, being that it was all facets of everything, based on its names everything. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of... Uh, the core of this being's might was reincarnated at the birth of this universe in the form of the six infinity gems. They are the ultimate power and the darkest secret of the universe. Nobody since then has been able to bring them all together. So the runner's like, uh, okay, so that's a touching story. What do you want from me? And he goes, I'm never going to give you my gem, so your dream can't be fulfilled. The, and then he goes, the secret of the infinity gems is mine now. I'm going to strand you here. So Thanos is like, uh, I don't think so. He goes, uh, how did a fool like you ever gain immortality? The elders of the universe are pretty much immortal. So Thanos 
gets out his other gems, and he uh, uses the time gem to age the runner. Fast forward his existence until like he's now just skin and bones and pretty much dead. He fast forwards the runner's life to a million years old. So he's like this decrepit being. He takes the gem from him. Then he reverses the time flow on the runner and makes him a baby. So then he disappears, brings him to the collector. The collector says, what have you brought me? He goes, a prize of great value and extreme rarity. Goes a treasure I'm willing to trade for your infinity gem. Do you not recognize your fellow elder, the runner? And he's like, unbelievable. He goes, uh, this is m way more valuable to you because he's terribly vulnerable now. Uh, he's a helpless baby, and you can add him to your collection of rare beings. So he's walking with this baby through the, co uh, the collector's collection, basically. He goes, are we going to barter or battle? He goes, okay, I will accept the deal under one condition, that a promise of non-interference in my existence accompanies this child. He goes, okay, fine, I'm not going to step on your toes. I won't interfere with your existence once I've gained this power. So he gives him the baby, and the collector's gem is his. He goes, it's nothing more than a worthless hunk of polished glass. He goes... I'm not surprised to hear you say that because uh, the jewel's hidden secret requires great imagination, something a collector of trivia would be sorely lacking. The magnitude of the gem's power is not something you would just accidentally stumble onto. It controls reality. So in the movies, this was the ether uh, from Thor 2, and but it was never liquid. It was always a gem, which kind of surprised me in the movies that it was. But uh, he had the reality gem, so he quickly touches the gem, and he starts warping all of reality in the collector's uh, grand scheme of things. He goes, humbling, isn't it? And he goes, please take it away from here. He goes, gladly, gladly. And he goes, now only the Grandmaster's Infinity Gem remains, because he's got the Runner's Gem, and now he's got the Collector's Reality Gem. Now the Runner's Gem was the Space Gem, which made him as fast as he could be. So he, that's how he was able to be as fast as he was. So Thanos turns to leave, and he goes, oh, I forgot to tell you something. The spell on infancy I placed on the runner, it was only temporary. So the collector's holding this baby right before Thanos leaves. And then all of a sudden, the runner turns into adult. So the adult runner's like, uh, what, you were going to put me in your collection, weren't you? Thanos disappears, and the runner is attacking the collector. So he's got the collector and the runner fighting each other, and uh, over nothing. I mean, he manipulated everything. Now, there's somebody watching. The Grandmaster. Now, the Grandmaster is really, really different in... The comics. He's not like this goofy guy. The Grandmaster is like a like one of the most strategic people of all the elders. So he's ready for Thanos, and he's got a game for him. So Thanos appears to the Grandmaster's world, and he goes, "What will the game be?" He goes, uh, "Okay, so this is the deal. Uh, we're." going to play this game. Now, I'm going to put my gem in this pan-dimensional transporter. Several layers of force fielding protect it from being interfered with. He goes, if even one of the shields is breached, the transporter is programmed to take immediate action, randomly selecting the destination of the gem to unload locations. He goes, I won't be able to trace it through my transporter because it was also self-destruct as soon as it completes its function. So I will destroy the gem after it's transported. So Thanos is like, oh, okay. In other words, you must play. I must play this game if I ever want to get this sixth gem. He goes, okay, you're going to see how silly this game is. He goes, it's going to be a quasi-military exercise set on the mental plane of existence. I'm going to both hook each other up to this device, and we're going to play in this virtual realm. And Thanos is like, okay, fine. I've placed my gems in a stasis field that would deactivate on the event of my death. 
So if you win, you get all these gems. Fine, this is what's going to happen. So the, the, the Grandmaster's like, fine, I accept. So they both put their headsets on and they transport into this virtual reality cosmic area, so to speak. Now the Collector is really cocky. He thinks that he's got Thanos because Thanos is on his turf. But Thanos is always one step ahead. He, they don't bring this out as much in the movies but in the comics you can always see that Thanos is like 10 steps ahead of the game we only saw him in briefly in some of the movies leading up to Infinity War but there's a lot of stuff that they never got to that Thanos was in the comics he's like a schemer just like he's just this brilliant strategic guy that knows everything I said strategery because I love Saturday Night Live so the Grandmaster thinks he's winning. Thanos kind of tries to put a little half-assed effort, so to speak, and the Collector thinks he, or the Grandmaster thinks he's going to win. So Thanos tries to attack the Grandmaster, and he thinks he's won, but then the Grandmaster smoke clears and everything, and he's got Thanos completely wrapped up in this silicon-based fungus that he thinks Thanos just died. So he taps Thanos's virtual body, and it dies. But he figures out something that's definitely odd. Thanos' body is not Thanos. He made a robotic duplicate somehow to appear in the virtual reality. Now in the real reality, Thanos smashes the reality board that has them in their virtual times, and he the, the uh, Grand Master is trapped in the virtual reality, so he's just like this body sitting there. So the Grandmaster's body kind of like his mind kind of disappears. So the force fields come down and he's got the sixth gem. He debates whether or not to take out the Grandmaster, but he's just going to leave him in this vegetative state kind of brooding over it. And, you know, this is what you get for being a gambler. So he's got this, Thanos leaves this robotic body that he used to substitute for it. So it was never Thanos sitting in this game at all. He made this robotic duplicate to do all this while Thanos just kind of waited in the wings. So he walks away and he then takes all the gems and combines them. He doesn't like put them on the gauntlet yet. We see that in the next issue we're going to cover starting next week. So he starts going through and he starts taking in the effects of all the gems. He starts out, uh, he's got the time gem. He starts reveling all through time, noticing that he can be anywhere, anywhere at any time. The space gem, he can go any place, anywhere. The mind gem, he can see the facets of anybody's mind anywhere in the universe. We see the power gem, unlimited power, and all of it is his. We see the soul gem, which I said works differently in the comics. It wasn't lost on a planet and you had to have somebody die to get it. it that's not how it worked in the comics. He's got uh, the soul of like every being in existence. And plus, what we're going to see next week is in the gem is something called soul world all of the beings that have come into contact with the soul gem and have lost their uh you know soul they end up being taken into this world inside the soul gem now that's where we're going to find next week where we find adam warlock gamora and pip now those are some of the next pivotal players that end up coming back into the to the realm of existence but they've been in soul gem for years so we'll take a look into the soul gem but right now thanos is pondering all the souls of everything everywhere and then he goes the reality gem uh, every facet of reality can be his at once 
So he gets all the gems, brings them back to Mistress Death's temple. And he goes, uh, Thanos stands before you, a force to be reckoned with. Now I now exist on a plane above all, no longer need to have even fear of chaos and order. I control everything. I am reality. I am infinity. I am the almighty. Mistress Death is not amused. So... He's just, she's just looking at him like, uh, she wishes to inform you that she completely understands your words in the actuality. And she goes, fine, you are now ready to stand next to me on your throne. So she creates this throne and he sits next to her and he goes, you will see, I will spend eternity of bliss together with you. And I will make sure that everything that I promised you, I will do. One of her thralls, and she can't talk, says, uh, My mistress wishes to inform you that if that is what you wish, that is what will be. So he goes, I am your mate now. Talk to me directly, not through your minions. Uh, so she's like, no, this is how I talk to you. You are not my superior. I am your superior. So he's kind of mad at her minion and blows him up. He goes, I could force her to speak directly to me. I have the power to bend even her will to my own. But what good would it do me? It's not the way I wanted it to be. So even then, he's just like, he wanted Mistress Death to be like an equal to him and her recognize him as an equal. So he goes, how could I have calculated so badly? And he goes back to the Infinity Wall and he gazes upon it again, saying, what else do I need to do? I set out on a quest beyond the reach of anything anybody had ever done before and I completed my mission. No sentient being could ever dream or hope for to have what I have accomplished. Who could have guessed that becoming God would be proven to be such a hollow victory. So he now has all the gems, and he is like, okay, so I have the gems, but I still don't have Mistress Death. So this is where we're going to leave off this week. We're going to pick up next week where this leaves off, where he actually, um, Silver Surfer 44, is the first appearance of the Infinity Gauntlet, where he takes all the gems and puts them on one of his gauntlets, and that's how they created the Infinity Gauntlet. So we're going to see the next phase leading up to Infinity Gauntlet next week. So that was Thanos' class. I hope you liked it. It's a lot to cover, which is why I wanted to take one episode just to cover that. There's a lot in it. So join us next week as we cover the next phase of Silver Surfer issues, leading up to just before the Infinity Gauntlet. Follow me on Instagram as always, Friday Comic Book. If you have any questions, want to know a little bit more about what's going on, questions about last week's episode, what we're going to cover next, 